Welcome to episode 101 of the Clarity Compressed Podcast. My name is Paul J. Daly, and I am fired up to be your host of the Clarity Compressed Podcast. Today, I'm excited because we have a very special guest. It is Alex Vetter. He is the CEO of Cars.com. Clarity can only really exist in the light of truth. Branding just isn't a tactic. It's a lifestyle change. Okay, for the moment of clarity today, you don't get a different scene, but you get a different hat in the shot. But today's moment of clarity is actually brought to us courtesy of a meeting that I had with the one and only Donald Miller, and I'm gonna let him tell you what it is. The answer to most questions is not a, a, an idea, it's a person. Yeah, so most times the answer to your problem isn't an idea, it's a person. I'm so excited for what he's gonna show me. Hurry up and show me Paul's pick. Okay, Paul's pick for today. I'm just gonna stay on the topic of this hat. So I don't know if you can see the logo. Maybe you got it, but this is this hat is from one of my favorite stores. It is called The Local Branch. And uh, it's thelocalbranch.co. The store is actually in the Syracuse area in a little town called Skinny Atlas. And it is full of these really perfectly curated United States made goods, U.S. goods. Uh, bring me back down home. Bring me to the roots. They're amazing leather crafters. So there's all kinds of cool leather craft. Hold on. These, I got these from the local branch. Check this out. It's a, if you're just listening, it is a Zippo lighter cover. That's leather. It's awesome. Also, these really great leather uh, holders that go around a mason jar. Either way, that's my pick, thelocalbranch.co. This is not a sponsored post. Alex, I find him to be a very, very straightforward kind of person. I really appreciated the insights because when you learn from people who have experiences that you don't have or you didn't have, um, that's actually how you learn. And there's always somebody to learn from. I mean, it doesn't even... You don't just learn from people that have a lot more experience than you do. You actually can learn from people who have a lot less experience than you do. We learn, I learn from my kids all the time. Why? Because their perspective is different. And so in this interview, I walked away with uh, some definite new perspectives, uh, tell some fun stories and maybe some things that even if you know Alex and have heard about cars.com, you've never heard the story, like for instance, how he purchased the domain cars.com from an individual who owned it. We also get into uh, some elements of what it is to be adaptable and change as your environment changes and the situation changes and uh, what that does to your company culture and how you lead through that. But I don't wanna belabor this anymore. So here is my interview with Alex Vetter in Chicago. Alex, we've been waiting for this for a long time. Thanks for giving some time to me. I know you're busy and uh, the Clarity Compressed audience. Paul, great to be here. Thanks for having me. I, I heard you tell me a story before, and I think it's a story that most people haven't heard, and it is about when you first came across the domain, cars.com. I don't like to talk too much about the past because that's not where we're going. Right. But, but uh, let's see, 1997, the group that gave us the capital to get cars.com started, uh, we went out to find a domain name, and it was uh, to a proud Corvette owner. He had a, an orange Corvette on his front yard. The website only had a picture of one car, one Corvette, and uh, 
We started the offer at around five thousand dollars. You show and, up? Well, what you do? No, I didn't show up. It was all done, you know, over the <laughs> phone. And I knew we were in trouble because the second call I had with him uh, had lawyers involved. <laughs> well, the first call was like, "I'll give you a hundred bucks." Right. <laughs> so, so we ended up settling. I think for seventy thousand dollars. About a month and a half later, and, and he had and, another and Corvette in 1997. That was a that was a big investment for mm-hmm. a domain name, considering they were limitless for 15 bucks. Yep. But you know, having the brand that's synonymous with the category, mm-hmm. you know, even back then we knew it would be a key weapon to make sure that our brand was always strong, and so it was worth the investment. Had you ever had more contact after that transaction? Did he like? No, I, I, by just... the way, if you're out there listening to this, I've still got your name somewhere, but it would be great to have him back and, and uh, feature it at one of our big conferences. We'd love to, we'd love to feature We're going to try to make this happen. I think it just goes to show, right? Cars, massive company, much success over the years, publicly traded, um, growing, evolving. Well, if you, come, if you come to our corporate headquarters, you'll actually see a silhouette of our brand, but that uh, the shape of that Corvette. And it's meant to be a message to all our employees about the power of one, because any one person can make a massive difference. You know, we've got hundreds of millions of cars that have come through our database since that original, yeah. you know, picture of that Corvette on a static website. And it still lives on. And it still lives on. When you get out of the elevators, culture. it's right there. Right? That's right. Very cool. Well, I think that's a good segue into the topic of like leadership and growth. Been on this kick a lot lately, talking about growth and thinking through the pain that comes with growth. I heard you say something. Um, it said it was change is the price of cost of growth. What is that? Yeah, I've, I've said this for years that the price of growth is change. And it's a play on words, right, in terms of you know, monetary value of change. But, mm. you know, if there's one certainty that I know about business is that the, the as soon as you start relishing your past, you, you, you stop looking forward. That's why I, I, I kid that I don't like to talk too much about our past because it's just not where we're going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's always driven me is to continue to, to press forward. Mm-hmm. And, and no matter if the changes are easy or, or, or difficult, mm-hmm. there's a satisfaction I get through change because it, it's where you grow. Like it's you love you it, learn. but you hate it at the same time. Yeah, you just you have to understand that when you're going through it, th- there's a process here, and that uh, it's not always comfortable, but there's a learning that's happening that will make you better on the other side. And and sometimes um, people resist it. I tend to to, to like it mm-hmm. because it it has proven to be the best teacher of lessons over time. If I unpack what you just said just a little bit, it's comfort with change can be learned. I, I think that's right. I think, you know, um, the more you experience going through changes, the less intimidating the next one will become, without a doubt. Right, that's, that's experience. Something that, that I talk about, every good thing in your life has come as a result of something changing. Everything. Every good relationship you have, every good thing that happened with your health or children or your career, it's because something changed. So I think change gets a bad rap in a sense, like change, oh my gosh, but you know, humans are wired to like, hey, like maintain this homeostasis. So tell me a little bit about your approach to change in such a crazy industry. I will tell you, I've learned a lot about change in the last three years as we've transformed our company. And I think uh, change isn't hard for me as an individual, but I've found it to be very difficult on organizations because organizations can be a, a, a place that people go to seek comfort. Um, they leave their homes, they're looking for reliability, stability. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so changing organizations is just hard. And we've tried to transform and have transformed our company from a corporate orphan, mm-hmm. where we were sort of a subsidiary company 
that was being used for cash flow towards you know a hard charging forward innovative company and that we're investing for growth and and which means you have to change the culture no doubt and and unfortunately you can't just change a culture by telling people you need to really lead it and and so one of the things we've done is you know we've infused the company with a ton of outside talent people that came from outside our industry objectivity uh, if you look at my executive team uh, i'm very proud first and foremost that's one of the diverse most diverse executive teams in the industry awesome um, same with our board of directors, one of the most uh, most diverse boards in both tech and auto. And, and that wasn't accidental that we, we sought those changes. But, but also by infusing people with a fresh perspective, and don't get me wrong, we also promote from within, you know, anytime we can promote people from within, we can. But when you're leading a transformation, it's imperative that you bring in fresh thinking. Why? Because I think you get comfortable. I mean, this Cars.com is a is a twenty year not twenty year overnight success story kind yeah, of yeah, joke. Yeah. Where like we had industry tailwinds for for twenty years. So when you get that, you know, people can get promoted from within, and it's, it's great. But the market changes, and so your organization needs to be responsive to the change. Uh, you know, we just put on events. You know, just to use one example, we used to plan these events for five months in advance that we've done. And this year we're doing our, our company all meeting this week. I know you're speaking and I'm, I'm thrilled to have you here. But, you know, we, we hatched this idea 30 days ago. So we went to the same team that used to do these events with five months of planning and said, we want to do a, an event. We want it big. We want to celebrate our success. And you got 30 days to do it. Now, that team was used to a five-month planning cycle. We said do it in 30 days, right. and you've seen what's going on. Yeah. It's incredible. It's together. And, and the team nailed it. And so well, do fewer you think- people can, can execute change if they're given a clear vision. So you think that it's that indicators like that, not saying by any means it's a small task, it's a big task, but in the macro picture of things, that's an indicator to you that the culture has changed, or at least has it has shifted in a positive direction. And some people will say the culture, you know, um, they, they will blame changes in the org as being sort of the culture's not staying the same. Mm-hmm. And, and Right, like it's a negative thing. It, it, right? it, it, Typic, it, typically, it comes across as like, oh my gosh, here we go. Right, we're changing. This is scary. This is bad. Before you know it, I'm going to... You know, lose my job, and then before you know it, I'm going to be homeless, and then I'm going to be dead. That's how the human brain works. Yeah, well, and I do a lot of exit interviews with executives who are leaving the company, and I'll tell you one of the unfortunate themes I find from some of the people who sort of get disenfranchised, disenfranchised about the business or the cultures, they tend to know very little about what's going on in our outside world, in our automotive industry, you know, with, and, and so what it, it gives me is almost reassurance mm-hmm. that... You know, I want people that actually really know our customers, know our users, know what's happening in our market, mm-hmm. because then change is actually feels very modern and very progressive and in sync with where the world's going. Right. When right. I'm talking to people who are talking about they want it to go back to the way it was, and then when I'd ask them about what's going on in the ecosystem around us and they don't know a whole lot, then I've got total validation that this Man, isn't a bad loss. That is a validation because if they're like, hey, it's not like it used, used to be. And they say that like a bad thing, and at the same time they don't understand why it's different. You're like, it's 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 good. Thank like, you, gonna, thank you for all you've done. Right. We really appreciate it, but we're moving this way. We're both going to be better off, and we're moving forward. And and look, you know, I think having growth-minded people is critical. Mm-hmm. I think um, 
we've had, I've been very blessed that we've had phenomenal people that have come through cars. But I, I will tell you, as we've gone through this transformation to go from our legacy classified listings business model into a full service marketplace solutions provider, we're mm-hmm. providing B2B tools, technologies, mm-hmm. services. Mm-hmm. Um, Having adaptable workforces who actually look forward to the, the growth curve that comes through change yep. and the learning makes all the difference. Yeah. And, and so we've just surrounded ourselves with people that are up for the challenge of, of changing a company and its, and its trajectory. It's moving in the right direction, and that's the validation we need. What's the most difficult thing about being the CEO of a publicly traded company? Because well, you've, you've been you've yeah. been lead, led all types of companies, and this is like a, a different animal. It is. Look, I think obviously the the obvious ones are the reporting burden and the predictions that you've got to give on your business on such a rapid cycle. When the right. market, particularly in our market, a lot of changes have happened in auto over the mm-hmm. last two years. Sure so there's the obvious ones. I think you know, to me, there's there's in a, a ton of time spent. Uh, repeating the same information again and again. Mm-hmm. Like if there's one efficiency I wish is that, you know, you could find a way to get, you know, information out even in a faster way so that you wouldn't have to repeat the same story again and again to so many different investor groups. Yeah. But I think it's navigating different people's investment horizons. Yeah. You know, you've got investors that are really in it for the quarter. Yep. You've got investors that are in it for, for other reasons. Mm. And then you've got investors thinking long term. And so I think the hardest thing is to understand what are people's uh, horizons yeah. and, and understanding that no matter what you say, you're not going to change what their investment thesis is over time. So being able to address what they're looking for in what time, time horizon, I think, has really been the skill that I've learned the most in the last few years. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. There's just so many different perceptions of what alignment looks like based on whether you're uh, you know, looking this quarter, next quarter, or where you're on a two-year, five-year, long-term play. Um, you have to tell the story in like a hundred different ways. Yeah, that's Frequently. right. I mean, look, I think as a newly the spun, same story as in a hundred different ways. As a newly spun company, we knew that transforming this business was not going to be easy, and and I think you know it took a lot of patience for a lot of our investors to understand that you know business transformations don't happen overnight. Yep. But I, I, we now see in all kinds of data that we said when we first came out as a publicly traded company that we would turn all these metrics you know, from headed south to north, I think, you know, is starting to come through. And that's been exciting and highly rewarding as well. Now, what I've seen you doing is looking at the consumer and creating a lot of content that's just valuable content and getting a lot of organic traffic because you've brought value vehicle reviews and tech reviews and saying, like, that's a huge investment. It's like a whole editorial department making content. And so you're doing that to bring value to consumer. You're building a platform that's easy to navigate. I know you have some new things to launch. On the backside, though, I see you helping dealers refine their back-end yeah. processes and so that they can all work together. And I think that's a really brilliant approach in the sense that you're trying to make the process easier for everyone. If it's easier for consumers, they're more informed. It's less friction to get to the dealer. And then when they get to the dealer, the process is smoother, more seamless, um, and more pleasant. I think that that's, that's, right. that's going to help solve part of the bigger issue. Well, look, I, we know that this is the second largest transaction in most people's lives, and so there's no shortage of anxiety or of consternation not. about making the right or wrong call. Mm-hmm. So we start first and foremost with content. Mm-hmm. We help empower users with tons of research, advice, data to be able to know exactly what's right for them. Mm-hmm. And you know, we take great pride that 
by doing that and giving this free platform for people to learn and decide, we're, think, we're saving so much time, operational time, in the store. Yep. So that by the time they arrive at the store, uh, the sales window and the process there can be closed yep. much faster mm-hmm. than, say, you know, before uh, these content. Yeah, trying to close that window gap and just yes. make it shorter, shorter, and shorter, So we're making shorter. it better for the users and speeding the process for the sellers. And that, that's rare to find a business that can generate that kind of value for both sides of a market. Yeah, and I think it's a tricky, it's a tricky you know, tightrope to walk. Because you really are courting both sides. Like I think of like Uber, right? They want to cater to the rider, but they also have to bring value to the driver, right? And I think that's a real modern thing in retail transactions that the best companies are navigating both sides of that well. There's a tightrope to walk because if you lean too much in favor of the dealer, you know, there's a lot of poor dealer sentiment. People are like, oh, you're just in favor of the dealer. If you lean too much toward the consumer, right, you really could be subverting yourself by by gutting the dealer's business and then like the whole ecosystem doesn't work. So how do you how do you manage that tightrope? We give equal weight and, and I think the key to any marketplace is you win both sides of the market. And the best marketplaces always do that. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if you look at our business, we'll invest just as much in curated expert content as we will our sales and distribution network. And so we invest heavily to support our partner network. We're building technology and tools that can help dealers drive huge efficiencies in how they run their business. And then we're generating tons of content that help users ultimately decide what they're going to buy. And you've got to attack both sides of the market. And we've organized and structured the business where teams are empowered to innovate on behalf of their constituents so that the end user for them may be a different customer, but they're both attuned to what their needs are and, and trying to solve across that two-sided system. Man, that's, it's not an easy job. Yeah, it's actually fun. Well, it, you need to think it's fun to be able to do it. So it's funny, I asked my mother-in-law the other day, I told her I was coming to Chicago, and uh, I said, what do you think cars.com is? She says, it's a place where I can buy a car. So I, I just thought that, she goes, but what do I know? But she's, she's a vehicle owner, she's owned vehicles her whole life. Um, what, what do you want people to think yeah. when they think of cars.com? Well, look, I think, first of all, I love that you asked that question. I ask it of every Uber driver that I ride in or people get so stuck good. on an airplane. I'm asking that question all the time. A couple things I would say what I've learned over the years in asking that question a thousand times. Number one, there's enormous brand confusion in this market. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for users to keep track of these various platforms and services. Yep. What I think is key to our success is that by having the name that is literally synonymous with the category, yep. um, users are only in this market once every four to five years. Right. And so it's not something you need to be top of mind aware of every year. Yep. And so having the brand that's synonymous with the category somewhat ensures that we're always kind of on the, on the check yep. and we're always in the consideration set. Yep. And that's why we're the organic traffic leader, right? The brand just continues to generate a fundamentally strong base level amount of traffic mm-hmm. and opportunities for our clients. I think, you know, what I would uh, hope someday is that people will, won't say they, they use Cars.com to buy their car, but they found their car in Cars.com and they bought it from Daily Chevrolet yep. or from you know, any, insert any dealer name, because we really want to be the platform that enables small businesses to compete. And we don't want to see that we're, you know, sort of the end-to-end experience. We really want our retail partners to be part of the formula 
here. The matchmaker. That's right. I mean, we, you know, look, we want to be the largest technology company that never owns a car. Um, We want to use our technology layer to enable others to compete and to to sell without friction and to do it in an open, transparent way and and keep it local. Um, You know, we we think that, you know, local dealerships are still the heart of our local economy. Agree with that. The last vestige of real entrepreneurs left in this country. And and they get back to their their communities in ridiculous ways. And so... You know, technologies have always disrupted small business. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will be extremely proud for me if we can be one of the best technology companies that actually preserve local businesses as opposed to use tech. That's um, really cool. To destroy it. Very cool. What do you want people to feel when they think or hear or see? You know me, I talk about brand as a feeling. So I'm putting you on the spot. What feeling do you want people to have when they hear or see cars.com? Levity. Buying a car, the transaction process, it is the most anxiety-ridden process for people. So number one on users, I want them to feel a sense of relief because we're giving them all the information and confidence and tools they need. It's great. I think on the dealer side, mm-hmm. they're under extraordinary pressure, downward pressure. So many tech platforms are, are systematically bidding against them yep. or, or destroying their profits. Yep. And so I want them also to feel the levity or the oxygen that we bring into their business. Wow, a word that works on both sides. Yeah, and so levity would be it, without a doubt. Very good. Last question. I might have two, I'm gonna give you two more questions. What's your favorite place to shop online? Okay, so it changes from time to time. Okay. There's no way I'm gonna give you a, but, but I wanna buy a new grill this year. Yep. I am spending my time on third-party marketplaces for grills. Yep because I'm reading the objective reviews, I'm seeing what people that have gone before me have, have learned, and, and so, I, you know, and I'm seeing ratings and reviews. What type of grill are you looking for? Uh, definitely one of the ceramic grills, uh-huh. uh, smoker, uh-huh. so, so that I can, yeah. I can use what little downtime I have to, to tinker. Yep. And to build. Are you doing coal? Are you a pellet guy? Are you like wood? Oh, definitely we'll go coal and, uh, and coal and wood. Purist, a purist. Okay, now the last question. Give me five apps that are on your home screen. Uh, Apple News gets a ton of my, my usage time, right? It's getting smarter and smarter every day. It brings exactly what I want. Um, Twitter allows me, again, to curate you know, people that I admire, and mm-hmm. I can learn from them. Mm-hmm. So I love to do that. I've got you know, mindfulness uh, applications that I use, um, and certainly you know, uh, the time I spend connecting with my kids is, is through the, whatever platform they're using. <laughs> it's getting more complicated, You will find me there <laughs> because I need them to know that I'm always present and, yep. and, and they, they're not escaping me in those devices that, that, that we're going to stay connected. Very cool. Alex, thank you so much for giving some oh, time Oh, hey, today. listen, it's, I really appreciate what you're doing to educate people and inspire people to grow, and uh, it's a real honor to be here. Doing our best. Thanks. So there you have it. CEO of a publicly traded company deals with a lot of things that most of us don't have to deal with. I hope you got some insights from him. I hope you learned a little bit because that's why I make the show is like so that we can all learn together. I, for one, really enjoyed my time with Alex. Um, Just to me, he's been a very kind and giving person. And uh, I think he cares a whole lot about his people. I think he cares a whole lot about the industry that he serves, and I, for one, am really excited to see uh, what Cars.com does uh, with him at the helm over the next 12, 24 months. We'll see, man. Sometimes people just surprise you. So that's it for show 101. Oh, one final thing, now that you've probably already left, but if you're still here, 
sign up for the email list because the email list is going to become more robust over this year. If you go to claritycompressed.com, click on the email, you're going to get a weekly digest and the podcast will be delivered to you in your email. But we're also going to build that out. So you're going to see articles that I find interesting or things that are in line with uh, the things I talk about and the guests that I have. And also going to do some feedback, I think, from the community. So a lot of good things coming. So if you haven't already, go to claritycompressed.com, sign up for the email, and uh, it'll just be one more way that we can stay connected, interact, and grow and learn from one another. 101 out. Yeah.